Hello, and welcome to episode three, which we have no name yet. But you <laughs> The know, one with no name. One with no name. Um, I'm uh, Kyle from Max Toys and Comics. Um, and we got with us. Oh, I guess I'll go. I'm uh, the other half of Max Toys and Comics. I am Liz. Hi, Liz. Yeah. Hi, Liz. And I'm Randy from 98 Culture Comics and Collectibles out in Spearfish, South Dakota, where it is a balmy negative four degrees right now. Wow. wow. Nice. I think we're expecting some of that on Monday, they're saying. Yeah. Two? Yeah. High, high of negative one on Monday and Tuesday, wow. supposedly. So. Wow. Well, I am personally really excited about that. Almost as excited <laughs> as I am about where we go next which is what's new in the castle so what is new in the castle right oh why did i go to slide three automatically there we go so uh <laughs> new member shout outs we just want to give a, a quick shout out to any new members if we did happen to miss you um because it has been two plus weeks since we've done one of these um you know we do appreciate you guys being in here i personally my favorite it's a it's a toss up between Ladybug pressure washing and Proton Pack Guide Cricks, <laughs> personally. Um, but you know, welcome to them all new all new members. Um, we do appreciate you guys all coming in and joining us. Um, so the major announcement that we did wanted to you know we we've already made a huge announcement about it, but uh, you know the the you guys the members. Um, have spoken. Um, we presented you four different um, uh, logos, and I, I think we were all maybe a little surprised which one won. Um, and I think we were all kind of surprised which one didn't get a whole lot of love. Right. Um, you know, I think we all kind of just thought, um, you know, one was going to be a little bit better than the other, but we we loved them all four of them. Um, we kind of tinkered with all four um, and, and wanted to present something that we thought we would be all happy with um, and that we thought kind of just talked about us, uh, this evolution to, into kind of the next phase of where we're at. So um, very, very cool. Very excited about that. Any thoughts from you guys about the, the new logo? I, I think it's awesome. I mean, it wasn't my first choice. It wasn't the one I voted for. But, you know, not to spoil anything coming in the podcast tonight, but this logo looks really good on the merch. Just saying. Mm. Um, I'm glad Randy said it first. Was not my first pick either. I don't know if Randy and I had the same um, alternative, but we, we did have, what, five selections? Four. Four, mm -hmm. Four selections. So, um, but this one came in a favorable first. I personally said I think it looks a little Star Trekky, but oh. not that that's a bad thing. You you know what? It reminds me of the little com button pin, whatever. I'm I'm butchering that, but um, I, what I love about it, not only does it look professional and clean, but it we have different color variations of it, which is something 
we don't have to worry about. We want to do a red and green one for Christmas or a blue one or a black yep. and white one. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, you know, the, the designer we went to um, also has done some work for um, us personally. Um, so just very, very, very excited about it. Um, equally as excited about our YouTube channel. If you guys have not taken the opportunity to join the YouTube channel, um, what's stopping you? We have 5,000 members and 44 subscribers. So a little lopsided, but, um, you know, Chad has been telling me that, you know, some of the videos are getting some really good views. Um, so it's really exciting. Um, we continue to, uh, we'll be continuing to add product, uh, new content out here. Um, and we want to make sure you guys all know that you are free to submit your own content, right? You know, if you have videos of your, you know, videos that you would like to see as part of the collector's castle, I mean, this is your community. Um, we will be in the next couple of days providing you a Dropbox or Google Drive or something like that where you guys can actually load your own content and we'll put it on the YouTube channel. So, you know, we're, we, we want to, we don't want this just to be a advertisement space for us. Um, this is, this is about, I mean, you can see you know, the little bit of the content that, that Chad has done so far, which is all around the, the collector mentality, right? So, um, I, I personally love it. I know, you know, he's, he's feeling a little, you know, under the weather today and couldn't join us. Um, but he is doing a fantastic job. I think he was probably the first person to get the new logo on there before I think I even had it on the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, sounds so like Chad. That, that definitely sounds like Chad. He's got some skills when it comes to these videos. Um, Chad's been doing that for a long time with his Lego builds, which is yeah. one of my favorite things to watch because I am not um, a skilled Lego builder. Uh, so I like watching somebody else do it kind of like the home renovation shows, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, that looks great. I wish I could do that. Yeah. So. And then Randy said he's going to present, he has a 30 minute video movie that he's been working on that he's going to put out there. So I can't wait to see this. Oh goodness. Home movies. <laughs> uh, we do want to just quickly. Uh, so the Lego contest, we are still doing it. Um, you know, obviously with the holidays, there's just a little bit of a delay. Um, but the selected winner was the Batmobile. Um, so we will be presenting you guys a couple different options of where you can get that. If you're, um, it was the Batmobile, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. You, you, you gave me that look for a minute. Like you put the wrong one up there, Kyle, but nope. I voted for the up house. I voted for the up house. <laughs> um, so uh, what we will be doing is at some point, um, you know, making sure that people will coordinating this and be doing a group live build of this with the winner getting something. Um, and it's not just going to be a, you know, $5 gift card. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, something of, of decent value. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to keep your Lego that you just built. So, well, there you, go. you know. Um, the only, the other thing I really wanted to kind of show you guys, um, and, and make sure that we got in front of the group is something really kind of exciting and it's almost done. 
is the official collector's castle website. Yay. So we will have full merch on here within the next week. Um, but you can start to see some of it coming out. Um, all of our different sellers and um, contributors are going to be on here, as well as any you know additional kind of versions of the logos that they have. Um, you can see products. We're going to have some customer says, and then you can see here just kind of just shows you, you know, the five kind of brands that are underneath the Collector's Castle um, tag. So walk us through that. How is that going to work? Well, it's great. Great. So you can go in, shop. I'm looking at clothing. I trucker can go hat would look good on you. I like that trucker hat. You can click on one of these. And we go up to a whopping 6X. So you select your size. And there's a couple different colors that you can choose from. Nice. Love I personally like that one. But <laughs> and what's nice is this is directly connected to um, a company that will generate them for us. So when you order it here and you hit add to cart and you pay for it, um, this is not coming to us. Um, this is actually going through uh, one of these print on demand type companies where they'll make it and send it directly to you. So direct to consumer printing. Directly to consumer printing. This is not something where, and, and you know, some of the sellers like, like, you know, Liz and I may have some available in our shows. Um, we're going to have try to have a variety of, you know, everyone's different versions. Like here's Billy's Beyond the Realm. And on the back of this is a big collector's castle logo. So very cool. You can get, you know, I'm not saying Billy's a 4X. Maybe I'm saying I'm a 4X. But see, look how cool that is. Love it. This is, we've come so far in just a few years from the first time we did a, a run of shirts and we spent a ridiculous amount of money and got, you know, every size we could get and took us like quite some time to, you know, sell them all. Mm -hmm. It gave a lot away to our closest friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, everybody wanted one, which was great. But, uh, you know, and then you're left with a pile of, you know, small and medium <laughs> shirts and guys are asking for 2XL. So uh, I love this concept that there's no waste. You know, you, you order what you want and it comes right to you hot off the press. So that is the coolest thing about this partnership. And I had multiple people asking for buttons. So... And there's actually, there's probably about two or three dozen different kind of accessory type stuff we can add, which we'll be doing. Maybe some kitchen hand towels. Maybe. <laughs> wouldn't you like, wouldn't my, you like my the wife? Oh, my baby could not wait to see what I'm getting for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're really excited about this. Um, like I said, you'll be able to go in here, you know, and we'll, we'll do an official announcement on this. I was hoping to have it complete for this release of podcast, but um, 
you know, Liz knows me now that um, I get a little, you know, antsy when, you know, can't I can't keep my excitement in anymore. Um, <laughs> so I just needed to show this guys to you guys. So uh, we will have it. Um, no, it's actually not Kellel. We're actually about to move into. Let's move into. Well, that's not the scene I want. Kellel says, "Is this about Castle March?" I said, no, oh, we, got, no. we got a few topics tonight. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rand, you want to kick us off? I guess uh, you know the first kind of big discussion point. Yeah. Um... You know, it's it's a conversation we've been having a lot at my shop. Uh, it's one of those things. I think a lot of people have been talking about it, especially with a lot of the news lately about Hasbro laying off all the employees and stuff like that is our big question looking at our sales and what moves is our six inch collectibles figures. Is it dead? You know, um, with the recent cost, the wholesale cost for us is getting kind of ridiculous. Um, I know you know that, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're looking at, say, a ballpark of $30 for a six-inch figure and it's mom with her son bringing them into the shop, you know, shopping on the website, stuff like that, it's that's a decent-sized purchase now. You know, at $20, $22, $23, you can kind of – you can justify that a little more. But when you start touching that $30 mark for a simple six-inch action figure – it starts to become kind of a tougher, tougher pill to swallow for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And I, and I also saw, um, I think I saw that the new McFarlane's are 40. Each. I saw that this week as well. Right. So, you know, this is something that is kind of a hot topic. Um, you know, kind of the discount store debate, right. You know, we've had, you hear about it all over the place. I mean, the, we're all on we're all on Facebook, we're all on YouTube, and you're seeing all these people with their mad rushes out to Ross and and the Ollies and TJ doing Max. special kind of raw sales and stuff like that. Um, you know, and and you know, what do you what do you think? Okay, I'm gonna present it as two parts to you. Why do you think they do that? Which I have a pretty good idea. And how much do you really believe it impacts you as someone who's trying to move product yourself? So, you, you know, I, I'm in a special situation given my location out here in the Midwest and South Dakota. We don't have Ollie's, um, we don't have an Ollie's anywhere near us. Ross, we have maybe one or two Ross stores within three or 400 miles. So, my customers don't really understand or know or relate to the Ollie stuff. But as I watch these toy hunting YouTubers and stuff like that, that I always kind of keep tabs on just to know how the market's looking around the country, it's almost becoming, they're not doing the Walmarts and the Targets anymore. They're doing the Ollie's and the TJ Maxx and the Ross and stuff like that. Grab these figures for $5, which Kyle, me and you both know, Liz, I'm, I'm sure you know, I I'm eating a lot of money on a $5 figure that I paid way more for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question is because I kind of went down the rabbit hole looking at this, right there. What do you guys think is contributing to this? Because there had to be something. Is it overproduction? Is it a clog in, in the 
the um, delivery and the inventory because people are there's cases of things showing up at you know Ross or TJ Maxx that are so deep discounted, but people were looking for it high and low a few months ago. Well, so I think the answer to that is 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 twofold. Okay, uh, one the first part of it is is you know circling away from you know and and, and if you notice all the products that you're mostly finding. Um, are Hasbro, right? G.I. Joe's, I saw some Power Rangers, Marvel Legends. Um, Star Wars Black Series. Yeah, Star Wars Black Series. All Hasbro. Hasbro just laid off how many people? 20% of their staff. Hasbro overproduced, had over, the production runs on all of those lines were incredibly hot and now what it is is you have these stores that you know uh, selling them at six bucks even for ollies is taking a loss now where here's where i could put my corporate hat on for a second and talk to you a little bit about the corporate structure so as a small business like like Randy and, and Liz and I, um, you don't qualify to be for these kind of things. But larger corporations, there's things called like like I work for a truck parts distributor, and we have an E and O list that is old expiring inventory that the government allows us to sell for a buck and recoup our whole original cost because you're basically taking it at a loss and you get to get the buck that you sold it for. Okay. So, but you, but you have to classify the product. So what a lot of, what I suspect is happening with a lot of these larger chains, because you notice all these things that they're dropping are two years old, three years old. This is all old inventory, excess inventory that they're getting rid of. They're selling for $7 each. Which is essentially becomes a hundred percent profit mm. because of the way that corporate structures like large companies like Ollie's and Ross are structured. Is when something goes into an E and O list, they now can take advantage of certain tax breaks and 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 things like that that we don't have the ability to do. Right? Mm. We don't have the ability to go. Hey, I'm just going to sell it for six bucks. Well, that's a, that's that's a total loss for us. So, the impact though that has on us, I don't believe it has as much of an impact on like us personally, because so much of the inventory is old, and it's a lot of the same inventory. Um, it's nothing I'm really caring. It's, so these people who are going in there and like collecting up, you know, a case of, you know, Marvel Legends that, what are they doing with them? Because that's not something I, I feel like businesses like ours um, or Randy's would do because it feels like, yeah, you're right. They're outdated. Yeah. Um, but, but what are these people 
doing with them? Putting them on eBay? Stashing them until the next movie comes out? I don't know. I, think it's a little yeah, I wish I, I wish I knew the answer to that. You know, <laughs> like who, who wants who wants these who wants these garbage figures that yeah. that literally nobody nobody wanted and even at six dollars they're they're sitting on the the shelf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, what, what's what's funny about the whole thing is that you know I I saw like a video of two people like you know talking about oh my, look at these GI Joe guys I got and they were all the ones from the Snake Eyes movie. Those figures were horrible, <laughs> like absolutely horrible. Like you got ripped off spending seven dollars on. Them. <laughs> like, they're not, but the but people are. I think it's a it's the oh my god, this was originally twenty seven dollars or thirty dollars or whatever it is, and I'm getting it for seven dollars. Mm. And it's I think it's that mentality, and I think it's Kal-El, Actually, Kal-El, we. we we don't see your name, so when we, there, I, yeah, it is Kellel. He is making some great comments, though. Yeah, um, it, it shows up on here as Facebook user Kellel because there's a link that you have to put out there. I don't know if Liz, you can look that up. Um, just go on Streamyard. I think Streamyard.com/slash Facebook or something. If you can Google that real quick and put the link, I, I was looking, trying to look for it while we were talking. Um, but you can click on this link and it will show actually show your name. Kind of like Chris did here, where we see Chris Kirk and his, you know, beautiful beard. Um, but Callie, you're making some great points. Um, I also saw another seller in a larger group. He literally had, he called his whole live a Rossathon. And it's everything he went to buy bought at Ross, and he sold it for more. That's crazy. Okay. Like one minute—that's that's the mentality I don't understand. Okay, I can understand. Thanks, man. Um, comment though—that's so terrible. I almost got a fist fight Leonardo figure a few months ago because this guy took every one of them to resell and wouldn't give me one, even though he's seen and knew I was trying to get the whole set. Yeah, yes, that now, <laughs> now that gets into an interesting whole different debate of the you know the 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 retail versus reseller in kind of our space right you know there are you know hunters and gatherers and people who will go out there and that's how they make their living right they go out there and they hunt or they go out there and they're on target at 10 a.m right as something drops to try to get it right away so that they can then resell Right. Yeah, there's people that are going to take the coupons and go buy all the baby diapers that are on sale, you know, at Target, or they're going to wipe out all the damn toilet paper. Yeah. It looks like uh, that just happens with anything yeah. <laughs> that looks trendy, I guess. But it does it does lead to this conversation that, um, you know, has come up um, a lot recently is what is considered retail. You know, so, you know, the, this conversation came up with me specifically um, in regards to NECA. You know, well, you know, we tend to sell NECA at about 40 bucks. Okay. Um, MSRP and a NECA, you know, that they put out there is 43. Um, but a company like Target or Big Bad Toy Store could put it out there for 37.99 or 37. Well, I, 
I say retail is 40, right? Because retail for me is 40. You know, I bake into, and I'm sure you do the same thing, Randy. I put everything into a program and it puts the cost of the product in there. But I also put in, you know, the cost of labor that I, I paid my kid. I put in the cost of bubble wrap. I put in the cost for boxes. I put in the cost for the labeling. I put in the cost. I put all of that in there. And then it puts that over all of my inventory. So even when I buy the, 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 the price that it costs to ship it to me, I put all of that in there. So my unit, my unit cost is, a, is a, what they call true landed cost, which is where everything is baked into it. Right, so someone goes, "Oh my God, you know what? I know you're probably getting it for twenty bucks." No, I wish. You know, so the argument that was kind of presented to me is, you know, well, why don't you sell it at thirty-seven? Well, because I have so much other overhead as a small business that three bucks goes a long way to making sure that I can continue to bring you product because. For me to get that for you, I have to take the gamble of buying six of them, 12 of them, thinking they're going to be popular. Perfect example. Okay. That fucking goddamn dog thing figure. Naked did. I saw that thing and I was amazed. I thought that thing was going to be like flying off the fire. I just thought it was going to be gone. I think the picture sold you. It probably photographed really well. And I can't. It's an amazing figure, personally. What's that? It is. It's as a thing collector myself. Yeah, I I bought one from you, Kyle. I'm. I can't get them around here. I don't have an eco wholesale, and I the minute they announced that thing, it was a it was a straight order for me. I I didn't care if the thing came in looking like a fourth grader made it out of play doh. I was gonna buy it, and it's on my shelf. Yeah, I mean, put it together, Randy. Did you put it together? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in box. I'm in box. Yeah, so she tried to put it together. And Riley tried to, our son tried to put it together. He got most of it. No, no, no. He just did the dog part. Literally all he did was the dog. He was like, he didn't, he's like, he looked at all those other tentacles and stuff. He's like, yeah, no, heart pads. He's like, you no, mean the, the Lego that. master didn't want to figure no, out like, how to put no, no, tentacles on the Nobody thing, dog? But that goes back to my that goes back to my original point, right? Do I get them for cheaper than if I were to go and buy them at the store? Yes. Okay. But I have to buy a minimum. Okay. So if I sell them at with three extra dollars on it, and I sell three of the six, okay, and then I end up having to sell the other three at cost or for a buck extra. Overall, on the case, I lost. Yeah. Right? That's what a lot of people don't think. They just think they think in the standards of a single unit. You know, or they think in the sense of, oh, well, you buy six, you're going to sell six. I can't sell those dogs for $40 right now. Mm. Okay? So that's the risk you run into as a retail business. Right? Is sometimes things are great and some things are not. You try your best to be as close to retail as possible. Yeah. Well, you know, Kyle, that kind of brings up an interesting point, though, too, is, you know, we order a lot of this stuff with content backing it, 
TV shows, movies, things like that. And when the TV shows and the content don't back it up, you know, I mean, we can talk about Hasbro say over manufacturing, coming back with a knee jerk reaction and under manufacturing, you know, future waves, window boxes, windowless boxes, but ultimately it's content backing, you know, quality content. And even when we get quality content, it's not driving sales in the collectible. I mean, you take Andor for, for example, Andor was probably some of the best Star Wars, in my opinion, we've had since Rogue One, which was the best Star Wars I think we've had since the original trilogy. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go into all that, but the Andor figures weren't exciting. You know, I mean, they, they're just a bunch of people. They weren't Jedis with lightsabers. They weren't, you know, bad guys or anything, you know, it wasn't anything to drive merchandise sales. And I think, I mean, obviously we can talk about a lot of failed <laughs> content that that Marvel and stuff has put out that didn't exactly sell well for us. And, you know, for a lot of us, we're ordering six, 12 months in advance on a lot of these waves, not even seeing pictures most of the time of the characters. You know, there's stuff like that. You know, is it over manufacturing? I don't know. I don't know if it's over manufacturing or a lack of quality content backing the figures to make them sell well. Or a little bit of A and a little bit of B. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd like to address a couple of comments, bring a couple of com- couple of comments that people have here. Uh, so this one I think was from Kalo. Um, I've had this theory for the past year on the prices. They're stupid high because of the collecting and toy photography has taken off so much using toys in their social media. Okay. And these makers know, and makers know people will fork over crazy money for them. Um, I, I, and I happen to agree with him on the sense of, you know, the higher quality items, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like a hot toy or three zero or some of that stuff, maybe. Um, another comment we have here, uh, if it's not NECA or, Takara, Tommy, or Hasbro Masterpiece Transformers or Godzillas and Aliens, America, Predators, and MK and Horror. It's not important for my collection. I think you hit everything but Star Wars. <laughs> but I also buy stuff for my daughter, my wife, and my mom, and some of my siblings as well, which probably covers the Star Wars part. So, um, uh, Timothy Green says to you, Randy, personally, don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Uh, this this actually leads to the, the Richard Chip. A, I love Richard Chip. Uh, interesting, interesting little fact about Richard Chip um, is he is one of these few people. Not few people. That sounds really cold. Uh, he's one of these people that we really enjoy when they come in live because he just has such a, a rich history. Um, and I found out that someone, whenever he would come into our lives was blocking you know like flagging him so he would get kicked out of our lives <laughs> so oh, i don't man. know if someone pissed he, richard pissed someone off or i pissed someone off but ever since i blocked about 15 people all of a sudden richard's in our lives again so welcome back hey welcome um, back he he makes it interesting this comment was really i'm glad he made these comments Star Wars toys are through; they're oversaturated, and this was uh, this was a a fact that Chad sent to to us shortly before live. He said in the last year, um, they've had, I think he said, ninety nine different 
Black Series, uh, Black Series Star Wars. Okay. If you do it at just 30 bucks each, if you wanted to collect all of just, just the Black Series, you're talking about $3,000. Oh my gosh. A year to invest in your Star Wars collection if you're a completist. Now, of course, you got a lot of, you know, um, within there, you got, you know, a lot of senators and, you know, you know, things like that that no one ever buys. Um, All these figures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I personally love the senators when they do those. Um, but let's see. What do we got here? Except my Mothma. I mean, come on. I like, I'm not going to go into it, but. Well, um, I think it was Kellel earlier brought up the comparison he was saying again to Funko Pops. Yeah. Right? It, it kind of like buying, you know, pre-buying shirts. Yeah. Okay? If you get too many of a style that people don't like or don't care for, you're going to be stuck with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are going to buy them at $25 a piece or $15 a piece, that's what they're going to do. And then you're stuck with a pile of them and you end up putting them on the $5, you know, clearance bin. Like, what, what are you supposed to do with that? We, we oversaturate the market. Mm-hmm. Then we, you guys haven't even brought up the whole economy situation, Sure. <laughs> you know? And as we know, when groceries start costing more and gas starts costing more and everything is more expensive and our, our, you know, pay raises haven't met up to the increase of the cost of living. What's the first thing you cut out is all the non-essentials. You know, you, you know, I might be cut out my extras like collecting toys before I'm going to say, oh, we can't order pizza tonight. Right. You know, I'd rather. No, no, Liz, no, no, I'll starve. I'll gladly starve. I'll keep buying myself pointless trinkets for my shelves long before I give up anything else. Well, this is this is Guy. Hey, Guy, how you doing, bud? He said, that's why I don't buy Star Wars or Predator. You're just way too much. And Pops, I don't really like much. Anyways. Mm. And Richard <laughs> said, pizza is a needed item. Talk about essentials here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's an interesting argument that to make the Funko Pop correlation, but I think it's fun- Funko Pops as a whole. You know, a lot of you guys are in bigger markets than I am. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys are Chicago area, you know, and there's East Coast, West Coast guys in our group. Being in the Midwest, I still move a lot of Funko Pops. Funko Pops are a great seller for me. So a lot of these guys who poo-poo the, fun- the Funko Pops and stuff like that, it's still a thriving market in areas of the country, despite personal hatred, I guess, for Funko Pops. Um, well, hey, I know. have a great deal for you because I had someone reach out to me and said they had a hundred pops if I wanted them at a dollar each. Yeah, I'd be done. Piece of cake, oh, hundred bucks. I'll pay the shipping. Shoot it okay. my way, you know, easily. Like, well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to Too good to not say those. hundred Richard Simmons pops, Kyle. Mm, pass, pass. <laughs> Would you like? Well, Kyle, one? You know, we have one. You know, 
We do have you it with Pop if you would like it. Tell you what, next next time you make a purchase, I'll make sure that gets in there with the uh, sweet, uh, sweet. with the uh, uh, what's the killer clowns? What's that? Killer clowns? Is that what's coming? Or no, no, no. The uh, McFarlane movie figure that I was all pissed off about that they made a figure oh, out. Oh, the the baby hangover one. No, not the baby hangover one. The uh, the ass hat. Uh, Randy Asshole or uh, Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso. Yes. I just want to be really clear, Randy. We said Richard Simmons, not Gene Simmons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Richard Simmons in that equation. In his little leotard. So but you know, Kyle, Kyle, you kind of you kind of touched on it earlier, though, too, with this stuff. It's just case count. You know, you know, the Star Wars Black Series, the Marvel Legends have always been six six mixed case or six in a single case but i'll give hasbro credit though the gi joes they've dropped a four per case which makes me continuing to carry gi joe a lot more tenable in my store i I can i can move i can i can move two three figures of a four figure case you send me six of something i'm gonna i can sell two of is a little bit harder for me to swallow Especially if you send me mixed cases of guys I don't know that what's going to be in the wave, and I get the wave in, and you give me one Mandalorian, one Grogu, and then a bunch of doubles of all these crap characters that I might as well just sell the Ollies for four dollars before I even, you know, do anything with the case. Yeah. You know, so I think Hasbro's adjusting. I think the case counts is an important thing. If they can bring those case counts down, I think a lot of us will continue to order and carry a minimal stock. Well, I don't know, you know, I know you're a, a, a four horseman person, but I just I just heard that they're cutting their case sizes down from Absolutely. 24 to 12, right? I think it was. Yep. Um, to me, that's a much more manageable amount because Absolutely. If you if you were to if you wanted to, and that's part of the reason we actually stopped carrying four horsemen is yeah. to carry an entire wave, you know, you're talking nine figures maybe plus the accessories because they want you to take everything mm-hmm. plus the deluxe figures and you have to get like on the regular figures not uh 24 of each i mean you're spending like five figures for that wave and oh, yeah. what hurts about that is it's such a you know if you go to a lot of cons they would sell well in market space not so much now they might do better for you or maybe you know for walking traffic or in your store maybe that's something but for us it, it's just it's just you get the six or seven guys that really want them and then you're like great and i got 13 more <laughs> you know yeah we're gonna do well, it I mean- you know, you bring you bring up another interesting point as far as the the six inch figure thing goes, which is the the boutique manufacturers. You right. know, somebody like Four Horsemen, which you know you've you've got a Four Horsemen wholesale account, so do I. A base, one of their base figures is usually forty five to fifty dollars, but they're bringing a level of engineering and posability and quality to their figures. So, are we losing as we get the Marvel Legends and the Star Wars collectors? inch ever higher towards that $30 mark, the 30 plus dollar mark to where we're pushing them into these independent retailers like four horsemen, 
I, there's some other ones, I think 5K Toys. I, there's a bunch of other manufacturers kind of coming into the, the space on a limited basis, but they're bringing an exponentially higher quality figure. Yeah. So is it getting to the point where instead of I need to collect, like Chad pointed out to us, 30, 33 waves of Black Series this year for $3,000, or do I buy two waves of Mythic Legions for $1,000 and have an infinitely higher quality figure and better figure right. in my collection? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would really love to know what collectors think. I still have great Black Series guys that collect. I have Marvel Legends guys. You know, is the volume there where it was? No, but... Am I going to continue to carry these things? Absolutely. You know, there's whether the market's there today, tomorrow, or six months. I mean, Kyle, you know how it goes. Twelve yeah. months from now, somebody's gonna be like, "Man, do you have any Richard Simmons Funko Pops?" I'm like, "Shit, <laughs> man, I, yes. I sold them all for two bucks a piece." And he's gonna be like, "Man, on my whatnot channel, I'm selling them for thirty a piece. Everybody wants Richard Simmons." And oh, then and that's the gamble. You missed the wave. You the missed. Gamble. You missed it. Someone so, made a comment in here. Uh, why not just put up a pre-order for Pops and you won't get stuck with them? Um, I try oh, to do pre-orders a lot of, on a lot yeah. of stuff. You know? I think that's just a pop Pops of saturated market in general, right? And, I mean, we've seen stores in the mall, you know, go up that are just Funko Pops and signed Funko Pops and super rare ones. And just as soon as they're there, they're gone in a year. You know, you can't, I don't know how sustainable that is, but um, that was, I remember being in the one uh, pop shop in um, Alpharetta. So, and that's in Georgia. And it's like, wow, this is big here. Big enough to have this big store in a very affluent mall, but you know, it's, it's, it's there for a year and then it's gone. So what does that say about sustainability? But that brings me to another point we wanted to um, bring up tonight is how do the pop culture trends affect collecting habits? You know, is (laughs) some people are saying, um, in the chat talking about like Godzilla and King Kong, the historical, like you don't not collect something like that. Or, um, Mm. you know, if you see it, you have to have it. Um, but how does pop culture trends affect our collecting habits? Like, are we oversaturated with Marvel and star Wars now? Are we on to the next thing? The, um, the demon slayers and the, (laughs) The uh, what's the mythic legions and things yeah. like that? They these trends kind of go back and forth. So, what are you guys seeing in that department? Well, I want to I want to show you something. I want to show you something really interesting, and it's just so funny. Um, you know, we in previous podcasts we talk about you know we, we talked a little bit about pre-orders. Um, neither one of us have anything you know kind of where, where we're offering our pre-orders, but I did just want to show this real quick which is funny enough hot mover hot mover okay something that i think i've been seeing a huge amount of interest in godzilla historical right um and 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 it's it really is you know with the whole with the monster verse this comes back to your a little bit to your pop culture question right monster verse the tv show is getting a lot of great buzz um, I've heard literally people saying that 
walking out of that God's the last Godzilla movie that it was the best Godzilla movie they've ever seen in their lives. Okay. Teenagers, teenagers raving yeah. about it, which makes me so happy. Yeah. And moving and along generations. Incredibly cool about this is for the longest time, the Godzilla licensing was owned by NECA. And they lost it. And now it's open there out there. Super 7 are doing some really fantastic ones. Hyatt Toys are doing some really, really great toys. Um, Hyatt Toys, in my opinion, really has upped their game because Hyatt Toys, I used to always joke about because you get them and they're the, the 118 scale, right? And you're like, oh, God. You know, I mean, you know, it's a certain, they just don't sell for me. But now they're getting into the 1.6 scale and they're getting into larger figures. Um, so, you know, it just goes to show you there is Godzilla is hot now, but it's because the material that is out there, the movies, the TV shows that surround it have brought people back into it. Godzilla 10 years ago probably wasn't, you know, at the high at the highest point of the Marvel movie universe. You couldn't keep Marvel Legends in stock, right? Godzilla is kind of the same thing for me now, right? I put Godzilla out. Godzilla goes out. Yeah. So, in our beginning days, you were the Legends guy. Yeah. If people were looking for Legends, which they were, um, yeah, they, they, they knew who to, <laughs> you know, email. Like, hey, can you get a hand on this? Now we just send you to Ross. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Kyle, you touched on it right there, like we talked about earlier, which is content-driven sales. Yeah. You know, Godzilla is dropping, you know, minus one, like you said, it's been extremely well-reviewed across not only 13-year-olds, but, you know, 60-year-olds are going and, and loving this movie. You've got Monarch Legacy of Monsters on, on Apple Plus, which is a high-quality show. We've got Kong versus Godzilla coming this year. You got, I mean, Godzilla comics are some of my best sellers. Yeah, Honestly, Godzilla, I did, I did, I did, Godzilla, Kong, I, Justice League. I mean, do I say more? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had no idea there was such a rabid base, rabid fan base for Godzilla. But in the last year, I've got guys, and like you said, anywhere from ten-year-old, twelve-year-old kids coming in lecturing me on Godzilla Japanese films to you know sixty-five, seventy-year-old guys coming in asking if I have got you know Godzilla nineteen seventy-five or some some old one, and you, I. I got to say, I never saw the Godzilla thing coming. I completely underestimated it, and I am scrambling to get product on my shelves because I am selling everything Godzilla I get in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I happen to always love the Godzilla stuff. So when I started, the High of Toys started doing them, I started buying them, and they're all coming in now. And now I'm just going, man, I wish I would have bought a couple extra because they're, they're, and they're doing all, like, every, they're doing not just Godzilla. Um, I mean, they're doing all these random, you know, villains and other monsters. It's just fantastic. Um, we have someone in here, Randall Jack, John, Randall Jackson. Sorry, uh, Randall says, as someone who was part of the Think Geek GameStop community for years, I noticed that Godzilla figure statues moved well. I didn't realize it was a major market because you don't hear about it, but it really has a large following. And I think it probably has always had that following. I just think it's like you said, 
what is popular drives what people are looking for, mm-hmm. right? You know, the the Marvel machine is not hitting on all cylinders. You know, um, you know, you've heard you, what was it? half the movies that came out in, in in this last phase, people didn't like. You know, they built this whole storyline around this this actor who they no longer can use. Mm. Um, and so that I think directly the interest in the franchise affects the interest in the toys. Absolutely. That could have happened. Yeah. That could have happened with Robert Downey Jr. He could have, you know, fell back into drugs. And How dare you? It could have. I mean, when you build something around one person, you don't have any other alternatives or you do like they did with, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, uh, Don Cheadle, you replaced. <laughs> oh, oh, Terrence Howard. <laughs> he replaced Iron Patriot. Because yeah. yeah. he wanted more money because he got he didn't like that. I Robert know, and it was like, hey, you've only been in 20 minutes, 15 minutes of one movie. Get out of here. But no, I love that because I, I wasn't into any of this growing up. Um, somebody mentioned Motu in here, too, how that's like on the rise with a lot of fan base as well. And I have to agree, but like, I wasn't into when I was a kid, there was, you know, Godzilla was what they were playing on WGN on like a Sunday afternoon. You know, I was like, Oh, this looks terrible. I could not. You're in Chicago. Should there have been a bulls game? I, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, probably not. And the bears, you know, but um, Godzilla 98 with Matthew Broderick. I saw that in the theater, probably on a date. Uh, I'm with somebody who... from the live right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does the date end? Up? Keep going, Liz. Um, but I'm like, wow, that's cool. And and that, you know, that was Godzilla for, for me. Now we have a, a 16-year-old who just went on a date and walks out of the movie theater with her nerdy boyfriend. Like, we watch... Oh, god it was the best godzilla ever and then she she's like going on about the storyline and then we find out it's not even in english it's in subtitles and that's what i was impressed i'm like it must have been a good movie if you're raving about it and you sat there and read it on your date <laughs> oh look hey i'm not gonna get mad at your mom for not clicking on the link because i think you got hacked earlier but facebook user mom <laughs> my Uncle David is a big oh, Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, as a kid of the '80s, I, Godzilla 1989 was my movie. I mean, that was one of those ones. I think we probably recorded it on VHS off of WGN, maybe. <laughs> and you know, I would watch it as an eight or nine year old kid. I don't know how many times. And I love Godzilla. I love the Matthew Broderick one. I still love it. It was an epic summer blockbuster i think the new ones are fantastic oh you know and i, I would even parlay that into into the pacific rim figures mm. and pacific rim stuff the, the whole kaiju giant monster giant robot i you can just keep making movies blowing up cities and either natural disasters or giant monsters and robots and i will pay for a ticket every time the yeah. timing was right for it in 98 because remember we had all the natural disaster movies what was it um 
Independence Day. Independence Day, the the earthquakes, Dante's Peak, and the um, volcano. Volcano. What was the one with the twist? Was it Twister? Twisters. Twisters was like ninety five. Yeah, something like that. All these going on. So yeah, let's start. Start. Bring monsters in. Market. There was a market. Timing was right. Oh, and by the way, just so you all are aware, they are now officially making a sequel to Twister. So if you've been waiting, I have. I have. No, no Helen Hunt. I have been waiting. I will watch any any tornado movie. I don't care. I have seen Twister well over a hundred times. I the love Midwest, it. Yeah. It is. It really is. And I'm there. I'm there for the sequel, no matter how bad, a hundred times I'll watch it. That was me responding to Kal El. Oh, like, I know, but I just thought it was funny that you're responding to uh, ourselves in this in the live. Okay. <laughs> I'm monitoring. Very old. Monitoring Facebook. Don't pick on me. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting. Uh, you know, it it is it is kind of interesting to kind of see the patterns and how things kind of flow. Um, but it really makes it difficult as retailers to try to stay ahead of it. You know? Um, so ultimately, ultimately, Kyle, Liz, we got to take a vote. Is six-inch figure collecting dead? I think, I think yes with the asterisk. You're going to steal my answer. I know you are, but go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead and answer them. I just think like the ebb and flow of everything, people will go, ooh, look over here. You know, look at this new style or this new line, whether it's, you know, statues or something more um, prominent. And after a while, it'll come. Everything just kind of comes back into fashion now, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, that's my thought. I just want to see them all Barbie size so I can play with them. Didn't I make a comment about Barbie and the Golden Globes? Oh, don't go. We don't have enough time in a podcast to get into that right now. But oh, My asterisk was, I think lower quality six-inch figures are dead. Mm. Dying. Right? Especially if... Hasbro follows the trend that McFarland just did with kicking their stuff up to 40 bucks. Right? If Hasbro starts to go into 35 bucks each, you're going to see a lot of drop of the Hasbro stuff. Mm. Their figures are not worth, in my opinion, they're worth exactly what you're paying for right now. Mm. Maybe, they're maybe Absolutely. Little, they were probably bet, the best price point for a Legends was 25 bucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, but that's where companies like where, and here's the asterisk. You have a company like Mezco or you have a company like three zero or now even, you know, uh, Hyatt toys, they're coming out with six inch scale, you know, once, it, you know, the one six figures that are comparable, but when you put them next to the legends, Nine day difference, and it's like, are they more expensive? Absolutely. But when you buy, when I buy an Iron Man three zero, 
I'm not just getting an extra set of hands with blasters. I'm literally getting probably 16 or 18 different accessory pieces to go along with it. And it's die cast. Right? So I'm paying triple, but I'm getting a much better quality product. And and that's what I've been seeing where that's where the struggle becomes because the better quality product, I think, is where people want to go, but the economy doesn't support letting people get there. So people get very, very, very selective on what they buy. You know, I got a hundred dollars. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna budget myself this week too. I can buy three legends or I can buy a, a three zero. I'm gonna buy the three zero. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. I wanted to um I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but um our hench homies are in the chat and um I just wanna tell you two because you guys were were the two behind that amazing Christmas gift. Um, Ariel is very grateful. She said, thanks again for the awesome gift. It is so badass that, uh, that gambit. And when you're talking about quality figures, oh my gosh, like I hadn't seen that. Um, but I don't know. You, you guys can talk a little bit better to what it was, but, um, well, that might, that might be an actually perfect segue into, you know, this week's member showcase. Um, and, Absolutely. And, and and I decided um, to go ahead and throw out my, you know, a small amount of my collection. Um, so if you give me a second to present it, I'm going to start us off with what everyone loves. So this week's member showcase is... Kyle McCollum for Max Toys and Comics. So I have set up all, I have an area set up with all of my Iron Man legends. And then you can see a little bit farther down there below. You got some of my toy biz. Now I'm like really, really happy that I have a complete line of the toy biz open and sealed. I tend to do the same thing with the legends. You know, all of these legends up here. I also have sealed. I like a sealed one. I like an open one. Um, there's a couple that still have to be added, um, some of the newer ones. But I'm a big Iron Man collector. Um, always, you know, always have been. Um, kind of got that, you know, from my dad, who is an incredible um, Iron Man collector and just loved it. And, um, you know, my dad is part of the reason why I got into collecting, and my dad is the reason for Max Toys and Comics. Um, so, you know, Iron Man is just something we both love together. So that's kind of my legends. Now, here's where you guys were talking a little bit about hot toys. I don't know why it started over there, but here is the new Zombies... Mysterio hot toy that just I just got from Randy. This is the one that they had in um, uh, Spider Man. Was it no far far from far, home? Far from home? Oh, wait no for way home. home? Homecoming? No way home. Spider Man home something. 
not homecoming, home homebody. Okay. No. <laughs> but homeschool, Spider Man homeschool. That's what it was. <laughs> um, but you know, if you guys are not, you know, we've talked, we we do talk about it. You know, Randy is a hot toys distributor. Um, and he was able to get this for me and it just, I mean, it's incredible. It's got little fragment of pieces falling off and, and this is not even fully put together. There's actually some more pieces that I can put in. There's LED lights. Um, it's just incredible. Um, so I have that over here. Then I have the classic Iron Man. Now, I'm also just happen to be a big Green Lantern fan. So here's a little bit of the Green Lantern. There's my bourbon. Don't touch it. That goes to show you right there. Those are the Iron Man three zeros, which I think, like I said, you could just see how incredibly detailed these are die cast. You, they, they light up if you put the batteries in them and everything. They're just fantastic. Um, and I think that's where, and then I show my little... Uh, and if you can't tell a theme, most of my stuff is science fiction, but with a heavy emphasis on tech. Mm -hmm. And so I love Robotech. So I got a couple of the invids. And that's going to lead me into the one I'm really excited to share, which is another hot toy. And then... Let me pause it right here so you guys can see this thing in its glory. This is actually from uh, Ariel. Uh, the hench homies actually made this hall of armor for me. And it's incredible. I mean, we got lights in there. You know, that keep it. I mean, it's just fantastic. The quality so, of it. So to be fair, we got to say it right. It's uh, Tony and Ariel um, and friends. And yep. they run the henchman's hideaway we yeah. always call them the hench homies but the henchman's hideaway and they make um 3d uh printed creations and have hand painted um and and added light fixtures and all these amazing um details um to that that hall of armory and it's fan fantastic to see it in person i gotta yeah. say this is a great shot of it um with your dad's um old stars in front of it but no it really it just that tickles me every time i see that lit up behind you in your office there it is up there <laughs> uh just real quick uh there chris kirk was asking is there a zombie captain america hot toy? i saw I saw that comment. I don't know for sure if there was it's probably going to be a little bit older and probably already out by now um i have zombie deadpool in stock right now at the store I don't feel like I've seen a zombie Captain America, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on the record as that's one doesn't exist. But the only I'm one I saw sure. Iron Studios did a zombie Captain America statue. Yeah, the one ten, the one ten statue. Yeah. And I did see another comment in there. I do carry joy toys as well. Kyle, I don't know if you carry any joy toy, but I do have a, a small stock of joy toy at my store. Which I honestly, you know, Joy Toy is a is a uh, you know an Iron Man fan and a Mech fan. Joy Toy makes probably the best, some of the best Mechs Mechs out there yeah. right now. Yeah, I really should I should get in. Well, no, maybe not. They're great. You know, you can get them in like one quantity, two quantity. They're fantastic. Have to take a look at them. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna shoot you a couple questions because 
I've known you as a collector for the longest here. Um, you started, well, as far as I'm aware, you were, you were back into when it came to collecting outside of comic books, right? Toys and um, things you could display. Was Green Lantern your first love? Yep. Why? Why Green Lantern? Don't say Ryan Reynolds abs. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't, I think it's probably for the same reason that one of my first loves was a Fantastic Four. Um, was because my dad used to give me when he would replace his old comics, the newer versions, he used to give me his old comics. Hmm. And he used to give me some old, you know, Fantastic Four. When I was growing up, I was mostly a Marvel guy, right? So Fantastic Four and Secret Wars in 85 was when I started collecting, okay? I could still tell you the first two books that my dad bought for me at a comic store. Fantastic Four, number 270, and Marvel Secret Wars, number five. Okay. Um, it wasn't until I think high school that I got into the Lantern lore and became a real big Green Lantern fan. I think I think uh, a buddy of mine, Joe Vanis, probably had a little bit to do with that too. Um, I think it also had to do with um, just what was going on with the character at the time, and and just I I went through and I actually focused most of my time and you know, completing my Green Lantern collection. Um, but I think I've kind of, you know, I've shifted my focus. I've always had a focus for the tech stuff. I still have my Voltron from when I was a kid. I have all my Robotech masterpieces still. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I've always leaned on the tech stuff. Um, maybe it got stronger after my dad passed and you know, there's a little bit of, because of how much love he had for it, um, I attached myself to that. You know, I don't know. So it wasn't the Ryan Reynolds movie that killed your love for Green Lantern, just to be clear. I'm going to say something very, that's, that's not going to be popular. I actually went and saw it. When it came out, okay. Opening weekend. Uh huh. Was I thrilled? Kinda. Did I get a little teary eyed though when he did the oath at the end? Hell yeah. Was that, <laughs> that was that literally? Did that literally make the movie for me? Yeah, kinda. You know, the, the, just hearing the oath spoken in a movie was just at that moment when I at that point in my life. Was the coolest thing in the world, and it's just like when in Avengers Endgame, when you hear Captain America finally say, "Avengers Assemble" for the first time. As a as a comic geek, there is no there. There's just certain phrases yeah. that just if you're a fan, just. They make you. They get make grown men crumble, mm. right? Um, and so, was it a great movie? 
we just watched it recently, remember? I mean, yeah, we did over we, Christmas we, break. Yeah, we I think our what we lost our, our internet or there was oh yeah, that was when no no, that was when Bridget was weed whacking and hit the internet and knocked our fiber out. Maybe it was Thanksgiving break then. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're like, oh well, we can watch Desperation uh, leads to Green Lantern. Yep, yeah. So if you have no internet, it's a pretty damn good movie. Blow, blow some dust off that uh, DVD and pop it in the Xbox. <laughs> let's throw a couple. Let's look at, go through a couple of the comments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, keep eyeball and joy toy figures. Who said that? I don't know who said that because they didn't like on this. Sorry, it was way back. That's okay. Oh, Cal L. Yeah, Cal, reach out to him. I'll, I'll have to take a look at myself. Um, Ariel does say, hey, go ahead and check out their Facebook uh, page. They've done a lot of different customs. I'll tell you, uh, they do, the Hench Homies do fantastic work. Fantastic job. Um, so, you know, I can't speak highly enough about them. Um, she says, I think the part I love about Green Lantern is a combination of sci-fi with a feel of magic. Okay. Um, someone talked about Storm Collectibles. That's someone else we haven't really, that's a brand we haven't really talked about. Storm Collectibles is a little hit or miss for me, I think. You know, it used to be I would see a Storm Collectible and I'd be like, oh, I got to get that. Because Storm Collectibles, everyone, oh, everyone's going to get Storm Collectible. Um, and then it sits, you know, and you're like, mm, I, I'm not sure why this is a movie. Um, so Storm Collectibles, I think, really just comes down to, you know, who it is and, and what the cust what they're looking at. Um, Errol, so you see how I, that's how I felt about the first X Men movie. Stood in line, went in to see it midnight premiere, dressed up with friends and the whole nine yards. Came out with mixed feelings. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to interject something there because oh. if it wasn't for you, started off with comics, right, Randy? What got you into all this? Was it comics or movies or video games? Oh, I'm, my my story could be like it's, it's almost a carbon copy of uh, of Kyle there. My mom and my sister, who was three years younger than me, went out of town when I was like eight or nine to Dallas to see some relatives. And my dad just looked at me and said, let's get some rated R movies. <laughs> and of course, everybody's like, oh, no, we got Nightmare on Elm Street 3. We got Critters 1. We got Friday the 13th. And I had nightmares for weeks. My mom yelled at my dad. I think there were some fights there. Uh, my first rated R movie in a theater was in like 94, which was Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare in 3D. Nice. My dad had an astigmatism. He couldn't even use the 3D glasses, but we still went. And yeah, I'm just, I'm forever an 80s horror fan in my blood and in my DNA. And I always will be. And that's kind of, I mean, it, it spawns to other things. I love cool stuff, but yeah, my my DNA is 80s horror. Yeah. So I was, you know, obviously I'm representing the ladies here. I was not into comics growing up. I was into Barbies and He-Man and She-Ra and Hot Wheels. That was about it, right? Transformers. I love Transformers. Nobody ever bought them for me, though. I just got to watch the cartoons. And same thing with Ninja Turtles. Like, loved all that. Um, got the shit scared out of me at seven or eight years old when... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was came out on HBO and we had cable 
And my aunt in her infinite teenage wisdom at the time decided that would be fine for me to watch that. And I, I don't, <laughs> didn't sleep for quite some time. Um, but I, I, again, moving up into my teen years though, when this stuff um, started coming out in movie form, right? The Michael Keaton, Batman movies, my favorite, like the, um, Tim Burton Batman movies have my heart. Like there, I will always have a warm fuzzy um, place for uh, Batman Returns and the original Batman. Even the, you know, I'll even sit through the George Clooney's and Val Kilmer's. Okay, but it wasn't until um, I started. Kyle's gonna hate this, but I started dating in high school, and I'm like, what? Are you, what are you guys into? Guys were into video games. And comic, well, the guys I was hanging out with were into video games and comic books. And I'm like, oh, you're a bunch of nerds. But, you know, the nerds were the nice guys. Okay. I'll be, be very fair with that. I married one. So I, I found the right <laughs> genre here. Um, but that was, again, movies going to see um, uh, X-Men. X-Men was the first, like, soup, the comic book movie I ever saw. And I was like, oh my God, that was so cool. Hugh Jackman was amazing. Storm, amazing. Um, and then our first date, years later, what was our first date, Kyle? Spider-Man. Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. <laughs> Opening awesome. weekend. And wait, did you already see it before that with Joe Vanis? I don't or recall. did you not go see it did with you, him? Did you do two dates with two women for the same movie? <laughs> To see which would work. Hey, I mean, that's it was the first date. You know, he was just. It's a good litmus test. You know, you, you take every one of them to the same Spider-Man movie, and the one that was the re reacts the most positively, you're like, "This is a girl for me." You, you yeah, well, she. She still likes to remind me that that you know at her dinner on our first date, you know, she throws out one of these you know random questions of, "So where do you see yourself in five it years?" Was in the car on the way to oh, dinner. That what it was. Okay, I thought it was at dinner. But she goes, where do you see yourself in five years? I said, well, definitely not married. First things. <laughs> like, definitely not that. married and, and definitely not living at home. Yeah. Now, mind <laughs> you, mind you, Kyle's four years older than me. I was going on 22. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. 20, he, he's going on 26. He's definitely not married. In five years, bro. Pump <laughs> the brakes. I was, I was asking because I was planning on moving out of state the next month, which he yeah. knew. I mean, we've been friends for a while, and you know, so I'm trying to make first date conversation, and this is the shit I get. <laughs> By the way, uh, the the yo I threw out there that was, you know, our our, our pal Chad Dunn. Oh, hope you're feeling better, buddy. You know, Liz, you brought up an interesting thing in my life. Mm. You mentioned Val Kilmer. Was it Val Kilmer? No, George Clooney. Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Holds a special place in my heart because it's the only movie I've walked out of halfway through in the theater. So I just want to know, I mean, we don't have to discuss it because we all have our opinions of Batman. But <laughs> if anybody in the comments wants to throw out there any movie they've walked out of because it was so awful, I'd love to see some movies people thought were just awful and walked out of in the theater. I know there's a couple, Kyle. <laughs> Wait a minute. There, 
we, we saw a really horrible George Clooney movie many years later. No, no. Kyle, Kyle's already rolling his eyes. I don't even remember the name of it. My gripe in this relationship is that anytime we go to the movies, it's because it's a See you later, Ariel. movie, right? We're always going to see the superhero movies. So every now and then I pull that card and I'm like, listen, just take me to the movies. Let's go see something other than a superhero movie. And the couple times we've done, <laughs> it's really been a bust. But this time we went and saw on like whim. Oh, this George Clooney movie. I don't know. He's looking up the name of it. I can tell you. Right now. <laughs> um, we went to the fancy movie theater where you get the dinner and the drinks. And we sat and watched this movie. And we were like, okay, well, we saw that. I'm not. <laughs> we, we so need a name for this movie right now. God, yeah, oh, no yeah. Problem. It was that forgettable. I will say this. I don't think he, we went and saw, um, I had him take me to see Killers of Flower Moon um, last month. And it wasn't his jam. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it was a great movie. It was just not. The American. The American. Uh, okay. Clooney, look it up. Oh, yeah. Sure, it'll hold your interest. I, I remember a five-minute scene of him driving. Yeah, in like snowy mountains <laughs> or something. It was, hmm. I, I'm not a chick flick. I don't. I'm not a romance flick kind of gal. But you know, sometimes you want to see something other than superheroes, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we want to see giant monsters destroy cities there or you robots. Go. I want to see know. a cow in a tornado. Exactly. I want to see The Rock drive a boat to a skyscraper after a tsunami. That's what I want. Hey, I'll go to see a rock movie, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm in 100%. Oh, it's, it's, it's like people talking about, the, and I've never seen one of them, the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, yeah, we, we do this all the time. The first, what, first movie was guys racing cars, second one's guys racing cars, a little bit faster, and now it's like they're, you know, skyrocketing off of, out of planes, landing on the skyscrapers, and shooting themselves into orbit, and... It's like they're superheroes. You they're know, awesome. They all, it's crazy. But they're fantastic, though. I mean, I, I, we, 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 I, I really feel like we still need to maintain the popcorn movie mentality. Yeah. You know, like, you know, one of the movies I love over the last couple of years that I get so much flack for loving is Six Underground on Netflix. The, the Ryan Reynolds one, the Michael Bay movie with the magnet and the yacht and all the crazy car traces. And it was like a $300 million movie. I love it. I don't care how cheesy, crappy, awful, ridiculous, man. As long as Michael Bay blows up stuff and makes it look as good as he does, I'm buying a ticket every time. Probably going to watch it multiple times. Right. I can get behind oh, Ryan Reynolds and his abs. I'm going to watch it anyways. So. There you go. Yeah. I mean, cause Ryan Reynolds, then my wife's like, Oh, Ryan Reynolds, I, I, we can watch it. And I'm like, cool, there's going to be so many people get shot in the face and cars blow up. This is going to be awesome. And she's just like, hey, Ryan Reynolds is here. I, he's funny. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, know, you Ryan Reynolds. That's what I'm really saying. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds, for allowing <laughs> the females that wouldn't normally watch these movies to come watch them with us. Yeah, I mean, he really does He really does bring, like, with Deadpool, he really does bring that right. audience, you know, the you know, women into it. I actually, I think two characters 
that have really driven a interest for women in comic book culture really have been Ryan Reynolds and Liz can guess the other one pretty easy. Margot Robbie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, those, Absolutely. those, those two actors and just how they portrayed their, their, their characters. And their characters are both nuts and they're both hot. So I mean <laughs> you get your mixing, you know, crazy hot and there you go, you have a box office winner for sure. I mean, so we're saying just basically Margot Robbie and Ryan Reynolds doing the Lord's work. The, exactly. <laughs> just for all him, of us. Bringing everybody together. Open. That's right. I, I I fear what would happen if they did a movie together. Would oh. that be like just one long orgasmic three-hour movie movie to watch, or or because I feel like it would just be the Wolf of Wall Street, Harley Quinn, Birds <laughs> of Prey, <laughs> like Deadpool, and probably what was it? Was it the Nice Guy? Was that his video good game? Guy, dude? Uh, the good guy. Good that guy. was a good movie. I like no, that movie. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. There you go. I like that. I, th- I think it would be some combination of it would that would be. I, I'm not even going to venture a guess. It would Hashtag be it would be all sorts cool. of inappropriate. Cal <laughs> uh, was actually responding to Damien. Damien said he had never walked out on a movie in a theater. Cal says, if I paid to see it, regardless of how bad I might find it, I'm going to finish it. I, I might go off during it, but... <laughs> I, I can't. I really can't recall ever walking out of a movie theater. Probably for the same reason. Now, me and Liz have a rule when we're putting a movie on? At home. Yeah, when yeah, we're watching home. something at home. It's the five-minute rule? Ten-minute. Ten-minute ten rule. Right? Ten-minute rule. And we'll look at each other. If it looks questionable, like ten-minute rule. And we yeah. kind of yeah, check in. How do you, Are you feeling this? Not feeling this? Sometimes we're going to get to ten minutes if it's really bad. But yeah. I got to say this. Since you brought up watching movies at home, I, I have to thank Ryan Reynolds' ability to suck in, you know, that fan base the way he does with Deadpool, because if it wasn't for that, Kyle would have never agreed to watch Spirited on Apple TV. And if you've not seen that holiday movie, you're missing out because it is freaking hilarious uh, with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And it is not, um, it's not a G rated holiday movie. It's very much reminds me of Scrooged. Uh, and it's I personally hilarious. You have to watch. You've seen Scrooge with Bill Murray, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are certain movies. I, right off the top, I had three movies that we always make sure we watch every Christmas break. Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No Gremlins? No. No, no which one? Gremlins to list. Gremlins. You got to have Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins. Nah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and that's. The kids are always in, oh, Home Alone and Polar Express and mm-hmm. Kal says his wife loves the spirited movie. Yeah, it, it is it is a lot of humor, but it's also very musical. And it's like if if Ryan Reynolds did not have the street cred he does with my husband because of Deadpool, <laughs> he would have never watched it. But it's uh really great. Little little late for that now since the holidays are over. Yeah, but... yeah, it's never too late. 
Good afternoon. I got my wife in via, uh, what is it? Uh, Welcome to Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds. See, we've been talking about watching that. I know. It's fantastic. It's it's absolutely hilarious. It's Reynolds and McElhinney doing their thing. Definitely put it on your... I'm going to tell you something that you're probably going to... It's going to be unpopular for her. I absolutely love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She absolutely hates Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, she hates it because the people are just so despised and despicable. They're just scumbags. And but that's the whole point. I know. But really you're talking about somebody who's worked, I've worked retail for the first half of my life. And now I'm, you know, I teach. Danny but DeVito. Still, it's like I Danny can't DeVito in that show. People. Danny DeVito in that show is a national treasure. I think Danny DeVito, period, is a national treasure. He's I don't think watch Always yeah. Sunny to agree with that, but. Oh, hey, Tony said no. What's up, Tony? Oh, I, do, I do see a comment over there. It says, uh, put Ryan Reynolds in Barbie 2 and watch the uh, ticket sales go out of this world. Oh, that's God. That's uh, about uh, the biggest no shit if you're a studio exec ever. If yeah, you can get Ryan Reynolds to <laughs> compete with Ryan Gosling that, in Barbie 2 or Margot Robbie. Then you just do the whole Deadpool, Wolf of Wall Street crossover thing, and boom. Man, got my money. Seriously. you got to be pitching these things to someone in Hollywood because, I mean, that that's just, that's just printing money there. <laughs> How hard is it to pitch an R-rated Barbie sequel? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good point to start wrapping it up. When good we start getting segue, there. guys. Good segue. <laughs> R-rated Christmas movies, that's about the time we need to do Well, just don't yeah. forget to tag Ryan Reynolds when you post this to YouTube, okay? Yeah. It's my, you know, live stream right there. <laughs> well, any any final final thoughts from each of you before I uh, close this up? Uh, you know, I think, uh, no, I don't really think anything. No, I'm good. I mean. Last year was awesome. I think we're gonna have great figs this year. I, I'm looking forward to all the pre-orders and stuff coming in. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to everything. There's some awesome stuff on the horizon, and six-inch figures aren't dead. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna keep. They're gonna get. There's gonna be some hits. There's gonna be some misses. And me and Kyle, I'm sure we're both gonna be ordering most of them. So yeah, hit us hit us up for your uh, dying, going extinct soon toys. Yeah, yeah. I'll have all 99 Star Wars Black Series if you need them. No. Maybe Joy Toys this year. Case of six. Um, I will say that I love this conversation because whether it's um, movies that bring you to the table, or comics, or video games, or horror, you know, having that um, common ground to talk about the things that we love and that influenced us and that you know left an impression on us especially as you're growing up. Um, it's just pretty cool uh, place to come and celebrate that. So it was great chatting with you gentlemen tonight. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you. And, and you know, we, we, we went out, you know, in, in closing, we just, we absolutely love kind of the, where the, the direction we're going in. Um, we're all really excited. Um, you know, you know, make sure to check out our our weekly post on all our sellers. 
Um, you know, got a couple, you know, Vanessa and Mario have come back. Uh, you know, Nick. Oh, yeah. Did we, did we even touch Boom Bang Pow? Yeah, I, I missed over that. I, you did I missed it? over that. I'm, I'm, I'm a jerk. I mean, we were talking about six-inch figures, and they're like the kings of six-inch figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just lost over Vanessa and Mario and Boom Bang Pow Toys. I, I, have, I have sent more people to Vanessa and Mario looking for the Batman and Robin. Is you, it, We're all talking about how horrible that movie was. And I've literally sent three people who've messaged me this week <laughs> going, hey, do you have any more Batman and Robin McFarlane figures? They're looking no. for George Clooney? Painful. Oh, Painful. oh. Speaking of speaking of, they want the nipple. They want. They just want the nipples on the costumes. That's all they want. Because Robin and Batman have them. I'm just gonna shave off the nipple. Or else they're huge Alicia Silverstone fans, and they've been waiting 30 years to have her in action figure. Finally, Nipplegate. But you know, we we do appreciate you all. Um, You know, you guys really make this the community. You really make it make you know all of this possible. Um, do us a favor and, and go ahead and, you know, we'll be posting something about the website, but please go check out the YouTube channel. Um, if you're interested in sending us any videos, you know, just message us in the admin chat. We do have an admin chat that's going. Please, we ask you to not try to sell anything in the admin chat. We really just want that to be a place where you can very easily send a message and our entire admin team sees it. So, um, but again, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, fantastic conversation tonight. Um, I think that's that's it. I think we're done. Cheers to a All new right. year at the yeah. castle. 2024 castle. Bring it yeah, on, baby. I eventually, I'll come up with a good tagline to get us out. All right. Like well, tagline that that right now is goodbye. So, <laughs> take care, everyone. Have a good night. Good night. Bye.